This is Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing, the podcast for creatives, directors, voice actors, and podcasters. And you're listening to the Summer Series. If you work with voiceovers, or you're a voice artist, podcaster, or presenter, then this podcast is definitely for you. It's time to start Talking Creative. Hello, and welcome to Talking Creative, the Summer Series. Now, this particular episode is really for all the voiceover actors out there, because it's all about how to audition brilliantly. Though there is also hopefully some interesting stuff here for voice directors too, seeing as you're usually on the receiving end of all the auditions that we produce. So, whether you have an agent, or you're on a pay-to-play site, or you find your own work, auditioning is part of the voiceover's life, and we all have to do it. But how can we do it well? So today, we're going to look at some of the best ways to audition, what to embrace, what to avoid, and how to, maybe, even learn to enjoy it a little bit more. So, my first, and honestly, my most important piece of advice is... Be confident in your own voice casting and audition for jobs that you're right for. Now, I know it's really tempting to audition for everything that comes your way, but honestly, genuinely, don't waste your time auditioning for stuff that you and your voice just aren't a fit for. Now, this obviously applies to things like accents or dialects. Honestly, if they say they want a Mancunian accent and you don't have a Mancunian accent that sounds 100% authentic, don't do it. It is a waste of everyone's time. And there'll be a good reason why they've requested a Mancunian accent, and it isn't because they hate your home county's sound or your Glaswegian vowels. It's because they want someone from Manchester. But, of course, it also applies to stuff like vocal age, voice type, tone, vocal energy, all kinds of different stuff. And we all have a range of wonderful different voices in us. Hopefully, we haven't just got one voice. And good training can bring out all your sides and dexterity. But the truth is that some voiceovers are super versatile, and that's their shtick, and others have a more singular distinctive sound, and that is their shtick. But the trick is to be honest with yourself. Try to understand and embrace that signature sound you have and revel in it. Don't fight against it. And if you don't yet have a handle on what your individual sound is, then don't worry about that because there are lots of ways to find out all about that. And in the next episode, I'm going to do a podcast episode specifically on how to do just that. But assuming you have a kind of a handle on what or who you sound like, auditioning for the projects that you're right for seems blindingly obvious, but it doesn't always happen. Have you ever said stuff to yourself like, well, someone's got to get it, or maybe they don't really know what they want and I'm going to blow them out of the water with this amazing audition? Or maybe you say, hey, it's a numbers game. And the more I audition for, the more chances I have of getting booked. And you know, that last one definitely works, but only if you audition for the stuff you're right for. It doesn't really work 
if you're auditioning for everything and anything that comes your way. Because the thing is, clients are looking for authenticity and truth. So if they're asking for a specific age or an accent or a tone, you really want to make sure that you can do an authentic job of delivering that. Because it'll take them about three seconds to find you out. And then they'll just move on to the next person. And you will have wasted precious time that you could have spent on creating a rock-solid audition for something you are suited for. Now, hold that idea just there of directors making up their mind within three seconds because it brings me on to point number two. Make the first few seconds of your audition really count. Remember, whoever is casting the project will likely be listening to loads of auditions and make sure yours stands out for all the right reasons. I mean... Don't just kind of stand out by being something really crazy or doing something really zany or just weird just for the sake of it. So you need to still keep in mind the truth of whatever you're doing. But the goal is to be great and be memorable. So how do you do this? Well, you really first start with assessing the script and all the information that you've been given. Really use that. If the director has asked on the brief, for instance, to be intriguing, then mine the script for intrigue. Bring to it your most captivating, your fascinating, your riveting self to the mic. You can even note it on the script if that helps you, so that you've always got a visual representation of what you're trying to do. So your aim, in this instance, your aim is to intrigue the listener from the start. And it can also be useful to think in terms of starting every audition with something interesting or arresting, something that will make the casting director sit up and take notice. Now, there are a couple of slightly technical things here when you are um, uh, creating an audition. If you're doing multiple takes, always put your strongest one first. And that's whether you're doing a self-tape or whether you're going into a studio in person to audition. And, of course, if you're doing something self-recorded, make sure that when they press play, the recording starts straight away and there's no silence. You'd be surprised how often there's a great big gaping hole at the beginning of the auditions that get sent through. So, point number three. This works hand in hand with the idea of starting really boldly. Know who you're talking to and why and be clear on who you are. If it's a character piece, that can feel slightly more straightforward. But remember, you're always talking to someone or some people for a reason, and you're always somebody. It's not just you or a generic narrator behind the mic. So you can picture the physical characteristics of your character, where they are in relation to the audience, and you can use this in your read. Now, I do a lot of TV promo work, particularly for news channels. And it's not always the same tone or approach that I use. Now, you might think a promo is a promo is a promo, but no, it isn't really. So sometimes, for news things, I imagine I'm a reporter. I'm out and about. I'm reporting to camera in the middle of a disaster. And at other times, I'm sitting on a sofa. I'm talking intimately to one person, and I'm holding their hand. And for others, I'm telling a story to a group of people in a kind of TED Talk setup. Or I'm a detective and I'm solving a case and I bring that to the read. 
and there are loads more different things that I use depending on what I'm given. So you're not always just approaching one thing in a certain way. You need to break down the script and make decisions about who you are, what you're doing in that moment, and why you're doing it. Which brings me on to point four. Really study the information you're given. The script, the background notes, the character briefs, the sides, any direction notes and submission requirements, because they're there for a reason. The casting director wants you to follow them. (laughs) So take some time. Analyse the words. Because the words are what you have. Sometimes you'll have really clear guidance and sometimes you'll only have the script to go on. But either way, try and categorise it for a start and then mine it for details. Is it an explainer or an e-learning module? Is it a commercial or a corporate? Is it animation or gaming? Then work out the tone. For instance, is it warm and persuasive or warm and authoritative or warm and jokey? They're all warm, but they're all different. And obviously, that is just an example, not everything is warm. So what kind of language are you seeing? Are there any key words in there? Are there positive ones or negative ones? Are the words powerful or inspiring or scientific or nurturing? Noticing this kind of stuff will help to guide you and also you will begin to get which words are important what to bring out in the script. Look for the clues and also notice stuff on the page like punctuation or bold type or italics. And if there's a company mentioned, then do do a quick bit of research online. I have found that really, really useful in the past because it helps me get a feel for a product or a company or even a TV channel or a series. And so to point five... Be bold. Armed with all the information that I've mentioned so far, be bold and think bravely. Deliver a read in a style that you don't think they're going to be expecting. Be a bit creative. Find the places to vary your inflection and your rhythm. You don't know exactly what the client wants. So try not to tie yourself up in knots trying to work it out. You won't ever get it right, but you might get it interesting enough for them to call you back. Commit to giving a great performance that you're happy with. Make definite choices and have a bit of fun while staying true to the overall intention. And lastly, point six. Now, point six is really just a collection of practical things to think about. So unless the client has requested a single take, Do try a couple of different approaches, but don't do more than three because that really gets confusing. And do be sure that they really are different. Because listening to three takes that are actually practically the same, the same inflection, the same pace, the same tone, the approach, it's surprisingly common and it's really not helpful for anyone. Keep your auditions short. 15 to 20 seconds of the provided script is ample Only do 30 seconds if you must. Character sides are slightly different, and actually, these are usually well thought through and pretty short. Because, honestly, the sad truth is, unless you really capture a client's attention from the start, 
they are never going to listen to the whole thing. So keep it short, keep it effective, keep it punchy from the start and well thought through. And once you've sent it off, let it go. Dig into your inner frozen. Don't think about it again. If you actually get the job, well, that's a brilliant surprise. But either way, you can be happy that you've done your best and you know that there will always be more auditions round the corner. So, quick recap. Number one, be confident in your own voice casting and only audition for jobs that you are right for. Two, make the first few seconds of your audition count. Three, know who you're talking to and why and know who you are too. Four, study all the information you've been given. Five, be brave and bold. And six, keep it short and sweet and send and forget it. (laughs) And I really want to return to where we started. This idea of auditioning for everything you're offered. It sounds like a brilliant plan, but it's really not. It's an idea that's been devised by pay-to-play sites to keep you interested and paying for auditions. So even if you are paying a monthly or a yearly sub to a site so you can audition multiple times a day, just audition for the stuff you're right for. If you take nothing else away from this episode, that is the thing to remember. Because, of course, you'll do fewer auditions, but they will be better auditions. If you cherry-pick your projects wisely, you'll be able to give them all this love and attention, and you'll have a much higher hit rate. Next time, as I say, we're going to be looking at how to work out what kind of voice you have. And I promise it's possible and it's relatively straightforward. So until then... Happy auditioning this summer and every season. And it's also worth mentioning before I go that if you do need a bit of help with your auditions, do check out auditiondirector.com. It's an online site. You can get to book voice directors for short sessions to help you nail all those important auditions that you might have coming up. And yes, it's true, I'm on it, but so too are some other incredible directors. And they've all got, we've all got different specialities and we can help you at short notice when you need it. And there's also a ton of other information there too, so I will pop a link in the show notes. This was Talking Creative, the summer series, and I'm Samantha Boffin. Do follow me on LinkedIn for more voiceover-themed gossip and chat. And until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to the summer series on Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people, just like you, can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.